And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hope you're having an amazing day. Um, I'm taking a little walk right now and I was feeling like I just wanted to spend a few minutes with you and I want to talk to you about making making good decisions in this is this is kind of going to cover a lot of stuff in life but I'm really talking about business here and there's three things I really I guess want to cover and it should be pretty quick so the when making decisions I think there's two lenses that you want to look through the first one is what do you want long term Right, and the second one is, what are you essentially not willing to give up to get it? Right, or what kind of lifestyle do you want on the way? Is another way to kind of think about it. So you know, I've got a I've got a good friend. He's an awesome dude, and but I see him chasing lots of different things a lot. And one of the things that he kind of can mention is, you know, I don't have any other opportunities on my plate that can, you know, provide me with X big win. So let's say the big win is, you know, to make a hundred million dollars or something. You know, I don't have an I don't have any other opportunities on my plate that can get me to a hundred million dollars. Okay. So that's kind of that's fine. So the first thing is, you know, do you actually want a hundred million? And why? Right? And I think a lot of people just chase bigger goals if you if you've been successful. You chase bigger goals a lot for like no purpose. Uh, or you don't know why you're doing it. Um, so, like, when you really dig, on, dig down into most people's goals, you know, I think most people's goals can be completely and totally hit if you essentially invested 10 to $20 million, um, depending on what you want to do. So, you know, making $100 million profit is cool, but it's honestly overkill. So, if you are going to, like, destroy your other lens, which is what will you not give up, to get a hundred million, well, that was kind of a useless sacrifice. Does that make sense? So the first thing is just deciding what do you really want and getting clear on it, right? Like seriously, what do you want? It doesn't matter what you want. I don't care. I don't care, you know, whatever it is, but getting really clear on that and then figuring out what it takes to get there. So maybe your goal can be hit for $5 million invested. Um, or maybe your goal can be hit with a team of 10,000 people, or maybe your goal can be hit with, you know, $200 million or whatever the number is. What is that? And determine why it's that. 
And the second thing is just determine that lifestyle, right? Um, what, what kind of lifestyle must you keep while you're in pursuit of the larger goal? So as an example, like, you know, our, like, not our ultimate pie in the sky forever goal, uh, but, you know, a, I would say a midterm goal is, is to uh, profit and invest uh, about $20 million, okay? So that's not like, that's not a forever thing, but that's my like, you know, midterm goal here. And so I had an opportunity recently where most likely in two to three years, very high probability, we would profit about a hundred million. And we ended up turning that down. And the reason why is because I just told you, I don't really need a hundred million for my midterm goal. And in order to hit that $100 million mark, I would have to drastically sacrifice my lifestyle. Um, and I don't necessarily care about like the leisure. I care about my kids and my wife. I would have to drastically sacrifice the time I spend with them. So the first goal was hit technically with that decision. Obviously, $100 million is bigger than $20. Um, but I would, I would sacrifice you know, my kids for two to three years, not willing to do that. So there, so I ended up saying no. So that is, you know, a way to think about making decisions or to at least consider it. But I think most people don't have these two lenses clearly identified. So they chase opportunities that don't ultimately serve them because they were never super clear on those two lenses, if that makes sense. The second kind of tool I want to give you, I guess I've only got two. I kind of counted those two lenses as two different tools. <laughs> but uh, the second lens I want to give you is be careful of absolutes. So what I mean by that is, you know, you probably remember when you were younger, I had a, we have a nanny at the house and she's, she's a young, young woman. She's, you know, 18 years old. Um, and you know, she wants to basically get mentored in business. She's extremely sharp, very, very smart. Um, but she's still 18, you know, young, young minded still. And she, she has a lot of like absolutes. And she said something the other day and me and Ashley both noticed this kind of absolutist thinking. And we knew we needed to bring it up to her. She said something the other day and it was like, it was about something dumb. It was about milk, like literally the the drink. Um, and it was like, uh, it, it was, she was just making these statements about, about milk, which is funny. And so I kind of pressed her on it, like almost like fake arguing. And she was like really standing around like, no, this is the way it is. Right. And this is just one small example of a larger thing. And so I ended up walking through the conversation with her and I was like, okay. And she could tell I was like digging for some, I was digging deeper on like this topic of milk. And I stopped her and I said, you know, so what we're doing here, I'm, I'm actually trying to teach you a lesson. And, uh, and I basically told her about absolutist thinking and how it doesn't serve you at all in business. And, you know, when you're young, you're generally more absolute. Like you, you need these very clear yeses and nos. And you, if you don't have them, you freak out generally. Just You probably been like this. I was like this. And also you communicate like this. Like I was an absolute communicator. Like, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Well, as you get older, you kind of naturally start to get out of that. And I've seen people that don't like, I've got some 
they're not really friends, but they might be related to me, that are extraordinarily annoying because they're absolute thinkers. Like, no, this is right, that's wrong. And it's usually just surface level, like they've done surface level research on something and, you know, they've now made absolute statements. So in the regular world, it's just annoying, right? Like, okay, I just don't want to be around you because you're annoying. In the business world, that's deadly. Because what if you're wrong? Like, what if you've just made a calculation based on an absolute that you think is a truth, but it's not, it's false. And what I've definitely found out in business is that you know a lot less than you think, like we all do, myself included. So your best bet is actually to hedge against stuff that you are unaware of, hedge against your ignorance. But if you think in absolutes, you have a really hard time hedging against ignorance. You also make decisions based on potentially incredibly incorrect uh, data points. So what you want to do is, as a friend of mine, Perry Marshall calls it, is uh, I think he calls it living in the gray and being okay with the gray and being okay with balancing multiple opposing viewpoints, ideologies, data points, whatever, and still functioning. In fact, I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson that said the mark of a genius is the ability to balance opposing ideologies and still retain the ability to function. So anyway, those are just kind of like a few a few things to help make good decisions is those two different lenses to think through. And sorry about that. I'm literally walking and there's a freaking those like bobcat things. He's like basically following me. I'm at a resort right now. And uh couldn't think of a more annoying place for him to walk um, or drive his little truck thing. So anyway, um, hopefully that makes sense, you guys. But I think if you take those items and you take the long term, uh, you take the long term view, you take the short term lifestyle thing. And also um, the final thing I had mentioned about absolutes, I think it'll help you make more quality business decisions so uh, maybe i'll make a podcast later about like the whole like some of the details of like uh why i turned down that that deal in more in more depth but um i think that's good for now so anyway love you guys have an amazing day
Thank <laughs> you.